You're listening to Extra Textual. This is a show where we talk about an idea, concept, theme, trend, and relate it to some kind of media like film, TV, video games, books, music, and hopefully discover something about ourselves or our culture along the way. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Eli. With me today are... Jeremy. Mike. Uh, This is our extra little mini episode reviewing Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, So we talked about Rogue One a little bit already, actually a lot, in our previous episode, um, which was our first episode. So go back and check that out if you haven't listened to that. Uh, Now we're going to just talk a little more generally about Rogue One and what we thought about it, give our little review here. Um, since we are pretty big Star Wars fans, so we could talk about Star yeah. Wars for a while. Yes. Uh, so in general, we already kind of said we all kind of liked it. Um, I don't know what what kind of things did you like most about Rogue One? Well, can I start with something I didn't like first? Okay. Um, I didn't want to get there yet. No, no. Okay, 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 okay. I'll start. No, you can. Uh, th- things that I liked, um, like rip roaring, like rollicking, swashbuckling action at the end of the film. Like I love the space flight. I, I love the I, I love the space flight above the moon more than the stuff on the moon. But I love like space flight up there, quiet stuff in the archive. I love K two S O everywhere in the film, particularly <laughs> at the was crazy. end of the film. Yeah. I love like like red one and gold one. I love the <laughs> hammerhead Corvette. Like whoever made that up, that like finally, right? Yeah. You know, like. You know, it's not just one random X-wing accident, you know, or A-wing accidentally going into it. Like, let's do that. You know, that was great. Um, I love the stuff up there. I love um, that was great. Yeah. Um, I, I really liked. Um, well, I mean, also I liked that, like the 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 dude with that like heavy powered laser gun. I'm like, uh, you know, with the head that was yeah. like, I'm like, I was just, can we, can we get one of these, please? You know, like, <laughs> it's like, why do all lasers have to be the same strength? Can't he just have a, a big one? And he, we finally had a big laser gun. Just mow some stormtroopers down. Right, yeah. yeah, mow them down. Um, I felt like I, the beginning wasn't the, as strong. Um, I mean, I do, I mean, I can just go, I, I love that we see like this giant, long, billowing, rippling Death Star death. You know, we shoot it and it's just ripping this planet yeah, apart. That was pretty awesome. Like, I mean, you don't like, and that like conveys like on the human scale what you can't see when Alderaan gets blown up. Yeah. Like we don't ever, right. and this is like only one reactor, whatever that means. Right. Right. We don't. We it don't. It didn't blow up the whole planet. Right. So, yeah. I mean, but like that's like that's the first time I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't have to go back to Starkiller yeah. Base, but like who gives a crap about Starkiller Base? This thing made like the sky, like made the yeah. dirt go into the sky. I did like how that grew. Yeah. At first they were kind of just like, well, we got to get out of here. I guess it's bad. Yeah. But then, and I was like, okay. And then it just kind of kept coming towards them. I was right. Like, okay, this is Yeah, bad. they really yeah. need to get going. <laughs> like, this is, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, I like a lot of the little references. Like there's a the paging, like General Sandula in there, yeah. you know, from Rebels. Yeah. Um, I, I, I liked a lot of those little things. It paid a lot for me. You know, like, oh, I know what that is, you yeah. know, from this, you know, the show that I watched. Um, I, I was disappointed we didn't see Ahsoka. I mean, I don't think that they're really ever going to do that, but, like, they should. <laughs> Maybe some hope, yeah. Um, you know, uh, she just needs to be there. Yeah. We need to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the voice actors can play her if she wanted. I don't know if they can reveal that yet. Yeah, I don't, whatever. With but where the Rebels show is and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, 
they better not kill. Him. Anyway, no. so um, but Rogue One, I think like the 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 the, the space action, like all uh-huh. the sort of third act stuff, yeah. by far my favorite. Okay. Um, uh, I I loved it. Um, and the other thing that I'll say right now is there's a bunch of times like in, in the it, like in the early Star Wars, the first Star mm-hmm. Wars, like a, a lot of way of you can convey like going from one place to another is getting in a spaceship, flying, and mm-hmm. landing somewhere else. And I feel like in this film, in Rogue One. They really made all that stuff extra pretty, right? You know, like I, yeah. I it's like I think it's the um, when they're landing near Jeddah, it's like you see the ship come down, and it's like it goes into this thing that's framed by like a hole in a rock with a sun mm. there. I'm like, it's that's just really nice. fantastically yeah. beautiful, mm. you know. And even if we look and cross over like Force Awakens, there's ships landing to convey space, but like, cool, <clears throat> like it lands. Yeah, it's not landing in like some beautifully well lit, perfectly framed it's thing where we get a lot to it. Yeah. Um, they also dispensed with wipes, yeah, you know, like yeah. it's, yeah. it's just straight cuts. And I mean, like I, I, I don't hate the wipes. I, I love them. They're great. Yeah. But it was fun to see uh, what you can do in your cutting action mm-hmm. in the third act without wipes. We can hear some of your impressions, Mikey. But like, another question might be: Does this bode well for? Non sort of trilogy films. Um, do you think this is a good start? I mean, that was kind of what like everybody a, was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a very good start. With uh, if we're talking about what what can we really do with the that universe and getting away from the wipes and getting away from the winks and the old cast members. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fantastic story. I mean, I feel like the. The the Jin so the very opening scene in the farm with you know with um, I forget everyone's everyone's names with their um, parents with their parents yeah. on the farm um, as a child um, it was a great opening I did miss mm-hmm. a little bit of the title sequence I don't I, there was I read some stuff online about um, there not being the the, the scrawling the titles title, yeah. which I understand I do feel that the title it's kind of uh, abstract or um, unimportant. Yeah, but the title is kind of done poorly. It flashes, boom, Rogue One. That's it. That's, like, ah, that's come totally on, give me more. Give me more than that. Cue and just like, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of cool. I, like, like I liked it, yeah. and it it sets it apart. It's yeah. different, and mm-hmm. I respect that it's different. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, but it's a it's a little it's lacking something. I don't know what, but it might be lacking a little bit something. I did really like the opening as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. Like after that, we kind of get like, "What planet are we on now?" Yeah. Like we switch, but I and there's I a like bit of a the... lull in the yeah. in the middle there, right? Where we're, they're trying to establish the drama to the yeah, because they're working around Saw Gerrera, who sucks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Forrest Whitaker, like I, I mean, thought, I liked Forrest. I Whitaker. love him. Yeah, I love that his when he was aged, that his voice was just jacked. Yeah, and that it wasn't just him with a. More Frodo, great yeah. big on. Like, yeah. okay. I, I think he was like, I like that he was trying to do something different. Yeah. But it just wasn't quite work. And I think a part of it was like, not a great written character in that yeah. film. Um, Underdeveloped. Right. Like, if they would have added some mystique with his henchmen. Mm-hmm. T- something else. Another minute. Because yeah. it all looks where great. It, where right. they nab the, the pilot and drag him around. Maybe add a, a quick couple seconds of some exposition with... You know, this yeah. is this is what we're doing. This is what we believe, but there was no like this is his extreme angle as opposed mm. to the rebels' angle. Yeah, because it seemed like defiance. they were starting to establish that shades of like, hey, there's like even this like 
way rebellious guy that's right. in his own faction. What does he do like that is so rebellious? Of, yeah, and like when they first came in, it did seem like the way they portrayed it was these are like the shady guys. Like, yeah, maybe these are criminals who are like leaning towards the rebellion. You but know, they're, they're just against yeah, the empire, yeah. and maybe they're you know even worse than some of the stuff the yeah. rebels are doing in this um, to get it. And I thought it would have been cool to like pick up one of those guys as part of their crew or something. Um, but yeah, we don't see. And we talked about this too. I mean, he just like sits he, there and dies. And dies. But yeah. why? And he's like such well, he, a like he, uh, he's been up. fighting all these years, and then he's like, I'm just gonna stay here and die. Well, I mean, he's, yeah. where's he gonna what is he gonna run from that? Well, I mean, every like we did, or like you know, like our yeah. protagonist did. I mean, I mean, we were just saying like I would have liked to have seen him do his death be meaningful in some right. way, whether he has to like do something so that they can escape, right. you know, or something yep. like. I'm going to hold this door open or something, you know. Right. Like, yeah. With his yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the, yeah. there were, like, a number of things I think I came up with in the car ride home about, like, <laughs> you know, how we could say, you know, some something that makes it meaningful. Like, you know, like, I was, I was, like, like how can you fight against somebody that uses a weapon like this? You know, yeah. or, like, yeah. you know, or he, something. Right. A symbolic, to, him losing hope. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Of hope is um, lost in his character. Right. Because, I mean, right. I do, like, I mean, Forrest Whitaker is, I think, a, an, unbelievably good actor right mm-hmm. i think he's amazing in ghost dog i think he's amazing in um you know the last king of scotland right he's like just amazing yeah i think but he often like they put him in stuff mm-hmm. um and he doesn't have like they're like well, force we'll put him in there yeah. and they're like well like did do, you do did, your thing forest and he's like did what? you like <laughs> write something amazing for him to do or did yeah. you just put him in a spot you know, like right. he's you can. I know. So yeah. I, I was a little. I felt like he portrayed you know the character well, but mm-hmm. I, it didn't seem like there was a, some awesome writing backing it up. Yeah. Visually though, like his like den of thieves, mm-hmm. great. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. You know, and it's like oh weird thing, even another weird thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, and like when they get like a brain sucking job of the hot tentacle thing, <laughs> I'm like blue velvet. That is sweet. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So and there was also the weird comment like there was supposed to be this history with him and Jin. But, like, we don't get any of that. No. Like, he finds her in that, like, hiding spot. Mm-hmm. And then we just cut to it. The and they mentions, like, when he left her somewhere when she As was a teenager. a teenager. But we, like, we don't, we don't really know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and it just feel, felt like there needed to be more filled in with them in their oh. history. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I also feel like the film does um, this thing where, like, it's, like, really dark at the beginning. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know where we are. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, if I'm just generous and say that's intentional, mm-hmm. it's like cool. Yeah, you know, what I mean, like I don't, I don't really get entirely what's going on. But eventually, I catch up. Mm-hmm. And eventually, like yeah. you know, Jin sits down and tells someone like what's going on and what the deal is, and like that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, because I, I mean, there, there is a thing that like sometimes I just like a little too much exposition at the beginning is just really horrible. Yeah, I'm like, don't. You know, like, just choking on Yeah, like, leave yeah. me some mystery. Like, right. let, let me, like, it's fine for me to imply what's going on in the past between mm-hmm. Jin and Saw. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, that's not why we're there. Mm-hmm. Like, we're there to get somewhere else, mm-hmm. which is fine. I also would have liked a little more of, um, to know more about that Jedi planet, because it was supposed to be meaningful for the Jedi's. But we don't really hear about that besides, like, the lightsaber crystals. We also know it's like, it's like the last... Jedi Temple. Right. I, I almost like that because it gives a kind of a gray line between episode three, mm-hmm. where the Jedi are prominent 
everyone knows who they are. They, well, maybe not, but I mean, they're a powerful force. The force is real. They have real power. Time has passed, uh, and now they're a mystical. Like, what is the line in yeah. in episode four? You're. It's a lost religion, or a, you know, yeah, 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 mystical religion, your ancient religion, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a gray line there where we don't know that the Jedi are real or that their their powers are real. They're more of a mystic being, mystic power, mystic force, force. Uh, and I also like that, like, empires just like looting these crystals, and people mm-hmm. like yeah. kind of sucks. Real, but, real but I'm like, who's like? There's nobody there to stop them. Yeah, I'm like, that's evil, man. That yeah. that's that's a high quality like yeah. thing we're doing. Like, you know what we're gonna do with these? And I, I don't know. I, I I don't know if you know this, Eli, from like other stuff but like do, do we hear someone say previously that his kyber crystals in the death star uh i got that impression from the film so they must have said something about it in they the at film? least implied it oh no no i mean they said it in the film oh but i know. i didn't know if it like if in previous films or in other books or other things you ever heard so of that before i've heard there's I... a i think that book catalyst that talks more oh, okay. about um it came out recently before the film and it gives more history on saw guerrera uh-huh. and that planet and the crystals okay. and stuff is what I've heard. Because I'm in, like, I think it's cool mm-hmm. that the Death Star uses kyber crystals. Yeah. Um, one, because it looks like a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and two, because it's, like, using, like, uh, you know, a very powerful thing for, like, a, mm-hmm. something bad. It's balanced. Yeah. Or that it's imbalanced, right? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I just, I somehow, I mean... Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. It was interesting because it, yeah. it, it it made like the Death Star's destructive power mm-hmm. participate in a discussion about morals and ethics, mm-hmm. like because it exists in the world with Jedi and crystals and lightsabers and stuff, in a way that it didn't before. It was just yeah. a gigantic laser. Yeah, and I mentioned after we saw this that I didn't love Donnie Yen's character, the kind of blind yeah. monk. Part of it was maybe it was just me, but I thought some of his acting was a little weak sometimes. Yeah, wasn't selling it. I also think his like. Use of the force was like a hallmark version, the, kind of. The law in which he operated yeah. seemed kind of goofy to me. Where his very first scene, we we meet him and he he knows that Jyn Erso is wearing a kyber crystal on her necklace. Mm-hmm. He knows that in that crowded market, he calls her out from afar. Yeah. And then, like he struggles to find that switch on in the last <laughs> scene with his when he's standing right in front of it. So is he? Is he this ominous monk who is like more? Does he see more than he's actually seeing? Does he use the force at all? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think so. But that first scene that we meet him, is, how do you tell? Like what? Well, uh, I, mean, we I mean, what are the rules? I mean, like I, I, I understand. I mean, first of all, I like that it's, he's he's kind of like a mixed bag because mm-hmm. I mean, like his, his companions kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. You know, it, 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 he doesn't treat him with, like, reverence, like, oh, right. great monk leader. Yeah. He's like, why are you just, like... You're... <laughs> He's like a homeless street vet. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, like, he does kick some serious butt right. at the beginning. Um, you know, maybe that's just because he's skilled at that art. I mean, I, one of the things I liked about Clone Wars and about, like, the character of Maz in, mm-hmm. is that, like, there are other people who have some sensitivity to the Force, have some relationship with it, either latent mm-hmm. talent or experience or something, but are not Jedi. Jedi... Yeah. Are, particularly are individuals who have been trained by other Jedi for this purpose. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, 
So I'm totally cool in a world in which he is just like a, a, a classic, like a mystical dude mm-hmm. that has some, he's in tune with some stuff. He's right. a little crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And and, and I, one thing that I like a lot about the last scene with the, the switch um, is like, nobody like does the force hand. <laughs> we don't know if it's luck or the mm-hmm. force. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that it's fun for me that he exists in that space in there. Yeah. You know, like, because we don't have Jedi. And that's one thing my son said, much, like, there's no Jedi. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because there almost there's like three left, you right. know, two. Right. <laughs> um, and, and I think, like, even, like, in watching Clone Wars, they're Jedi. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jedi are Star Wars. Like, we, we need, yeah. like, Force-sensitive, physical, combat-defying right. whatever people to make the story as interesting. Like, mm-hmm. it's part of the genre, I think. It's like both metachlorian. We don't. Yeah, metachlorians. Um, and so I, I liked him. I, I, I think he's imperfect. I think there's a, like, yeah. I'm the force, the force is me. I'm like, you can maybe say it once. We don't need to right. chant that. Right. Um, but I also like that it wasn't overwrought with like Luke. And I love it as a kid, like he's reaching out in the ice thing mm-hmm. with his hand to try to get, the, you know? Um, and so I liked that it was just like, we don't know. I mean, what I did, Guy does some stuff. I thought of later is. Like you mentioned, I realized, like, oh, they did introduce Maz Kanata, which they also didn't explain a lot and might explain more. But she she knew about the Force. She knew about Jedis and what was all the big deal with that. So I think they are making a conscious decision to, like, expand it beyond the Jedis in yeah. that universe. And I think that is good because it did kind of seem like, well, you got to be a Skywalker to, like, really do anything with the Force, yeah. you know, to be a Jedi. And this gives opens it up a little bit more and be like, oh, like regular people can have some connection to the force, um, however much it is. So I do like it that. connects every living being. It of does, course. yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I got to say, like, I mean, in Clone Wars, they're like the witches, so they have like some other, mm-hmm. they have magic, right? It's um, just like straight magic, yeah. Yeah, um, I'd rather I'd rather a character like the the blind guy in the mm-hmm. you know that like it, it, the force is the power that does things. Yeah. He may not have a great connection with it, but it's there. Yeah. Um, and who? I mean, like, who knows why he's he's able to notice um, why Jinnis has that kyber crystal? Who yeah. like what is the history of that kyber crystal? Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little weird when she like is giving her pep talk and then she's kind of like, "May the force be with us." And it was like, I know they kind of say that, but like, I wanted like one more conversation with her and right. Danny or something to she be like, at least instill some like you know living on this planet. Yeah. I saw like. A Jedi when I was a kid or something. He did amazing. Th- or you know, like I've seen things happen because of those right. crystals or you know, like yeah, that made her think like she's such oh, a pessimist going or something yeah. throughout the whole thing. Right. And all of a sudden, she's yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I, I, there's always this. It's like a like a perpetual Star Wars problem. <laughs> it's like they show up at the big council room before the big journey mm-hmm. and everyone's mind changes. <laughs> you know, like Han Solo's on board, Luke is, it, it yeah. always happens. They're around in a circle. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, that's always a little disappointing. I like, I, mean, I don't know if it's a direct parody of it, but like in mm-hmm. the, you guys seen the Lego movie? Mm-hmm. Like well, in the Lego movie when like Emmett comes and giving a council before all the other master yeah. builders, he's just a complete failure. Right? Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. like they all leave and they get it. You know, like it's a. And so I think that there's um, I don't know, there's like a truth to when Emmett does it uh-huh. that I think is sometimes it in the Star Wars movies it always happens so fast. Yeah. Like in A New Hope, it's like Luke is here. We're gonna go get the Death Star. It's like we clock it in at like forty five seconds. Mm-hmm. We're out. We're out the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens because they had the plans. Yeah, you know, I, I know, I know. Thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, yeah. And, you know, and then The Force Awakens with the Starkiller base. Han's like, I'll get the shield. Um, <laughs> it just, I, I like, I, one of the things I like about Clone Wars um, mm-hmm. is like all the sitting and deliberation about what the, you know, next choice of course of action is going yeah, to be. Right, yeah. um, and that I feel like, I mean, like Joss Whedon, when he talks about like the difference between film and, and television, he says mm-hmm. that like, you know, film is like, is very masculine. It's like, wham, bam, get it done. <laughs> yeah. And television is like, something happens and you spend a lot of time talking about it. And that's why he likes writing mm-hmm. for television. Yeah. And so I feel like that there's, you know, that there's, there's more of that available in Clone Wars mm-hmm. in that space. But I also that's think true. like, I, I miss it a little bit in the film. I'm like, yeah. can we... Can we have like a scene on the side, like after <laughs> the big meeting this, yeah. when she talks to somebody about it and right. and yeah, she like reveals the mission, yeah, yeah, you know she's like whatever it is, like I, I want to complete my father, you know, with something, mm-hmm. some little nugget, yeah. um, of dialogue that makes it makes that quick turn uh, clearer, or say that that's where she's been going all along, mm-hmm. um, and I'm like I'm happy, to, I'm like I'm happy to jump on the journey, but go get the girl at the castle, like I love yeah. that, yeah. and it's done great. But we get to it real fast mm-hmm. from, I don't care, to like, I'm going. Yeah. I mean, my other gripe is, and this may be more personal, but like, there were moments in The Force Awakens where the characters were handled well enough that I really connected to them. Like, when she receives the lightsaber the second time I saw it, and Maz and I was talking to her, was like, you know, you felt this your whole life. And I kind of like, yeah, like, that's kind of a new angle on, on The Force, and I kind of felt that. And I didn't get like any of that personally from rogue one like they all the characters die but i don't really care like that i'm not that emotionally invested in them it's like quantity over quality yeah it's full of a a large cast and they all die in different ways which is kind of the part of having a large cast. It's right. hard to develop everybody. Um, and I think, like, K2SO's death was, like, yeah, he's the, the hardest for me. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, really? Like, they're not going to rebuild him? Or, like, you know, like, I don't get to see him. It was such a noble way to yeah, go, too. Right. I mean, he was out of, like, I mean, he's everyone. just annoyed at being shot. Right. Just right. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, right, I got to finish up. some stuff, yeah. Well, um, I, I remember when I, like, I really love the Walking Dead TV show. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, looking up something about, like, when the next release was. And there yeah. was some, like, like, there were clips on the website of, like, and I'd never, I'd never done any fan stuff before. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like here here's the exciting places where all these people die. I'm like, oh, no, no it, it, it ruins it. You know, like, <laughs> right. oh, you know, I don't want to see what, no, no. Yeah. Um, and so, I yeah, I mean, I think that one of the problems with Rogue One is that the characters are not, great mm-hmm. you know and like i yeah. like Jin. she's not characterized all that well right um she's okay i really wanted to like her yeah and I everyone's she... okay i mean yeah. i feel like but again like i feel like what they do mm. and like individual moments when they make choices mm. are really interesting and i and found it compelling i was excited about it yeah. i just wanted more and because there is talking and exposition um like in in travel i yeah. just think it was just done poorly yeah you know like and like we could totally in terms of time Know everything about everybody on that mission, mm-hmm. like when they come back from that, like when um, uh, when they go to try to, with one guy's trying to shoot Galen, she's yeah. trying to tell him, like the the like talking about it after mm-hmm. that happens mm-hmm. is where I think everyone's supposed to reveal themselves. Yeah, that's where it happens. Right, and it just didn't. Yeah, because it was like he was standoffish yeah, and she was there, and then and then yeah. like we're done with the scene. Right. And I was like, whoa, whoa. No, so you, so you hire writers <laughs> and then they write what you right, say so, so, and then yeah. it happens here. I did like the lead into that moment though, 
yeah. where Cassian leaves, and then they're kind of talking like, uh, "That guy's gonna murder somebody." Well, no, like <laughs> so, like, like yeah, yeah, like I like that was a good from moment. from from that point on. Yeah. Um, I was really invested. Like that's yeah. when I was really invested in the film because like he goes and like what's gonna happen and like and other people go and I'm like yeah. and, and you have all this like tension like who's gonna do what when where and why mm-hmm. you know and they spend a lot of time with her climbing up they just did that was really well deliberately yeah. done um, which like again that's more actiony like who's mm-hmm. doing what it's all in the moment that stuff I think was great mm-hmm. um, and the writing afterwards doesn't have to be voluminous we don't yeah. have to hear a lot of stuff yeah. Because, like, and, you know, you think about, like, you know, in A New Hope and even in Empire, mm-hmm. like, there's not, like, it's not so much words yeah. that, but, like, the right words. Mm-hmm. Like, the right, right like, like, the conflict between him and her is that he's going to kill her and, you know, and he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, her father, she doesn't want yeah. him to. Um, and they come to some resolution about it. And then, even in that scene, I think it's the scene where he's like, you saw the message or something? Or maybe that, that was earlier. Yeah. And she's like, it was like a hologram. I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, yeah. what is the beat or important thing that mm-hmm. we are learning about mm-hmm. our characters by this right. discussion happening in this way? I mean, um, I, I do feel like we needed more motivation for Cassian not to shoot her dad. Because we did. We just saw that he just, like, killed his informant or whatever, right. who was not a bad guy. He was just like, oh, he's in the way. Get rid of him. So, like, what? why did he hesitate to shoot, you know, just because pretty girl or like uh, i i don't like, i mean a little right. bit he should have killed galen and they should have killed v right because he was Other like ready to do right it and then him. he stopped and there's like uh, why had do you have a grenade launcher. all of a sudden yeah <laughs> and just gave a speech about or like the laser that shoots through things and, yeah yeah i yeah it's i a mean little, and i feel like some of it there was a lot of reshoots on this and we don't yet know yeah what and what also bothered me is i know they do this a lot in films but there was like already what seemed like iconic shots in the trailers that are not in the film. Like, yeah, I yeah. If you remember, a she's lot of internet talked about that onto the like platform up there, and there's like a tie fighter yeah. that floats up. Like that looked awesome. I yeah, want to see that. Not in the film. It's not in the film. Uh, there's like uh, what is his name? Um, the bad Krennic? guy, Krennic, and he's like walking on the beach with like his cape behind him, and like towards the water, like he's gonna be involved in the battle. He's not down there no. for any of that. So, like, those things, I guess I was, like, a little bit in the back of my mind. I was already nostalgic for the uh, trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so I think there there probably was some things they reworked, and maybe some of the, yeah. some pieces got lost yeah. in the translation of trying yeah, to Yeah, but I things, mean, like, but... like, the big point of, like, whether or not to shoot Galen is, like, a really important. Really important. Yeah, yeah. like, I don't yeah. think that got, well, I, I don't know, I don't yeah. know about it. Yeah. Um, I do have to say though about the end part, like when they're in the tower getting the information. I mm-hmm. mentioned this to you, like because I'm a big Firefly fan, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. That's like it was deeply resonant <laughs> of the uh, like the final conflict in uh, Serenity, the movie. Uh-huh. Um, like Malcolm Reynolds goes and he's like trying to get this information out to the yeah. world. It's about like the nature of uh, the Reavers and this, you know, yeah. it's like an important piece of information. And he's fighting the guy in the yeah, yeah, fighting the guy in the place, and he falls. I mean, it's like you know, I was like, yeah. Um, but it's, I, it was, um, you know, so like the, it was a, it was a very, well, it was very resonant with me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, like you like what I like, don't you? <laughs> I will mention a couple of things. So we watched it together and I was a little mixed on it at the end, but things I, looking back, reflecting, like I like seeing all the different worlds, even for how much it was a little becoming a little too much. And all of them were like very, uh, 
felt real and like interesting without you know in the prequels we get a water world where it's all water but it looks kind of fake and like but this was like looks could be kind of in our world but like weird enough and tactile though and like realistic so i like seeing all those new places and that they handle well um i forgot after like words but seeing the first time we see darth vader he's like in his own castle and i think that's supposed to be mustafar yeah and my guess would be yeah and so i like kind of like forgot about that after i said because it's kind of a small moment i was like that's pretty awesome like he has his own like dark castle and stuff that he comes from um so and i think and like you said that it is really well composed and beautifully shot and i think some of those things will become iconic images that we'll think about for star wars um, and the ending with Darth Vader, I think, is one of the best Darth brutal. Vader moments. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, just takes those guys out. Yeah, I mean, I, I always loved in the beginning of A New Hope <clears throat> seeing like the gray hair on the rebel soldiers. Yeah, because they're just like dudes. Yeah, they're like normal, like they're academics and bureaucrats. Yeah, that are like right. involved in this quasi academic <laughs> right. thing. They're, like, the last stand right right yeah and they're and they're and like you know right and and i and i I always liked that about it you know Mm -hmm. like they felt very real yeah in the world in which stormtroopers do not Mm -hmm. you know and darth vader does not i mean he's just like this rolling death thing right um but but he kills real people and so like i i so when he like yeah when he like i like the passing off of the plans yeah after i kind of realized like oh they're doing this like they gotta like they keep dying and they gotta yeah yeah so, Mikey, you're the tiebreaker here. Tarkin, CGI face. What do you think? Um, I thought, <laughs> so going into it, I knew that Tarkin was going to be involved. Yeah. I read some things about Peter Cushing's estate being involved and consulted and yeah. giving approval. I thought he was going to be like a quick one-off, Yeah. like a, the Princess CMH. Leia mm-hmm. reveal one-off yeah. of his silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, but he go. He's like a full supporting character, yeah. With the full fire one ready line. Fire one ready. Yeah. Like completely, deli- yeah, delivered in the same way. <laughs> it, it, it might be the original the audio. Way, yeah, yeah, probably, the, the, yeah. Um, I mean, I thought it worked really well for this film. <laughs> I think that it is a dangerous territory as far as like the business side of things, and that's yeah. kind of what I lean to. Um. Like whoever played was like the body actor of mm-hmm. of Peter Cushing. Like, did he get credit? Was he credited as Grand Moff Tarkin? Yeah. Was he? Right. He's still an actor. Yeah. He's an actor. Yeah. He, I mean, um, was like, where does it end? Mm-hmm. Of, of course, it's going to be crazy expensive to do that, but not for long. Yeah. Um. So it kind of it, it blurs the line of like what is it blurs the line you know like where where do we stop at that case why don't we do put Han, Han Solo in a, all of the movies as a young Han Solo <laughs> you don't need a different actor yeah and I mean I can see like that character could be important to the transition of the story well, like you know, was, I get that I feel but like, like, like very important. I could not focus on anything else in those scenes yeah. besides like that guy looks fake. I, I thought that it, faces I thought it looked relatively real. Yeah, it I mean, believable. but not like real enough uh, for me. I like, mean, for me, like I, I think it was like 
the best executed that I have ever seen. Like what you and I have I talked agree. about, like Tron Legacy. Yeah. Like when I see his face, his CGI face beginning at Tron Legacy, like I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I what am I doing? I, I slightly chalked it up to to me kind of staying away from crazy CGI movies. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't watch, watch the newest yeah. of new. So mm-hmm. like I don't know what is the cutting edge of CGI yeah. technology. Yeah. Um, it did not look real to me. Oh no, I mean like I mean like the, the first time we see him in full light, yeah, he, he looks. I'm like, is that is that CGI or is that like some sort of like plasticine <laughs> <Okay>. combo? <laughs> but after that, I'm like, I'm I'm totally 100 percent in. I mean, like, I mean, like, I, it's like, if you think about, like, in the parallel world, like, you're making Clone Wars, like, you can make Rex do <laughs> anything, right. anytime, yeah. right? Because you have, it's a fully digital image, but, like, Peter Cushing is dead, mm-hmm. and, like, I just think it's, I, I, I like all the rehash footage. I think it was cool that you can watch that film and then watch A New Hope, and the same characters are going to look the same. Yeah. And they're made decades apart. I think that that's super cool, because it makes it, I mean, it makes it a better series, a better yeah. universe to watch. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the, somebody's going to do if, it if really you, badly in yeah, a film. It's going to be re- it's going to be like yeah. it's going to be horrible. Like cool world badly doing it well is not probably not well enough. I mean, we see yeah. his reflection in the like window and you can kind of tell it's him. And like I just that think like been good tur- yeah like turn his head a little bit maybe keep half of it in yeah. the shadows I would have been sold I've been like oh cool like he's still in that it was just like always and then just have that one scene or something to show that he's like yeah but I, I mean would have been fine. I said this in the theater I mean like we're watching this in like on a gigantic screen mm-hmm. I bet on the DVD version when you watch it at your house it, it will look like Peter Cushing is Princess there creep me out too so. For those few I mean, I I, th- I think it's I mean I I, sure, I think it's an innovative, interesting new thing <laughs> that and that like Disney tried this tried this crap, um, with Tron Legacy, you know I know we just I, I thought it was horrible and totally like but like I, he, I know but, he is in the real world at first, and they kind of try to keep his face covered a little bit, but I do feel like once you're in the thing, I can see it as like, well he is a digital, they're in like a digital uh, world. So, like, he is going to look fake. Like, that kind of, like, worked for me. But everybody else is real in the digital yeah. world. But he's, like, a copy of... Oh. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of legwork to make, it, like... It was really distracting for me. In yeah. I know. I, I... You... Yeah. Yeah. I was, like... I mean, I honestly... I was, like, is that... He's not... He can't... He's dead. Yeah. Like, he's not alive. How did they do this? <laughs> like, oh, it must be... Yeah. And, like... But also, I mean, I just... It, it's, like, he's, like... He, he... It's the Death Star. Like it, like he I mean, like right. he has yeah. to be there. He's the guy, yeah. you know. Like, and, and if they don't do it, he wasn't the guy, but now he is. Yeah, right. Um, I yeah. mean, but yeah, like it, it, if yeah. he's not there because they don't because that that actor is dead, mm-hmm. it's 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 like I don't know. Yeah, it seems a little silly. I mean, it's not silly, but like I, I think it's cool that like Grand Moff Tarkin has to be there, and even mm-hmm. though the actor who played him isn't around, they yeah. can still put a pretty like very convincing version of him on the screen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do, yeah. I mean, I, th- there's a whole other, like, uh, thing about the slippery slope, which I don't, I mean, yeah. the, the slippery slope, by the way, is a logical fallacy. Like, it is by definition, <laughs> right? like, something that is, is like, if you're saying this is bad tell, because of what it might be. Tell it's, Disney's stockholders that. Yeah. The next time they want to do Chitty, I just, Chitty Bang Bang with uh, Dick Van Dyke in it. <laughs> and that would be, I mean, the, yeah, Mike, you can call it with that. Yeah, the, there's going to be some really really bad things yeah, like this. 
and I think we have an obligation to talk about yeah. them on our podcast. But um, there's a have you guys heard of the movie The Congress? Uh, Robin Wright um, oh. is in it, and she plays herself. Uh huh. And it's in the near future, and she's supposed to be a bigger actress than she actually is. Yeah. <laughs> like this uh, really well-known actress, and they want to preserve her likeness so that they can use her have rights to her oh to yeah put her in yeah whatever film but she can't ever herself actually act again is the deal she has to make like mm. they will own the rights to her basically yeah. um that's really interesting the second half of the film is all traditional animation um it's more confusing but that aspect of it is is was pretty fascinating huh. that she has to, she yeah has to make it'd be movie. interesting to find out like what what you know the body actor who played him like what Mm-hmm. How he feels? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's like, like I played, I played Moff Tarkin from the neck down. Right. Um, I mean, that's a well. It's not exactly the same, but kind of like Darth Vader. I mean, the real, yeah. I the mean, real like actor doesn't really get any credit. Right. He's yeah. like, you're not talking. Like, right. You're not scary. Yeah. He this one totally had a bigger neck. You see that? I'm mean, like, the, yeah. The, yeah. I was like, what is? What's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, it made me. This belt sort of seemed to move a lot more than I remember. Yeah. Um, I like shit. Yeah, but I, I, I like that they didn't, they used the old costume or like made yeah. them look exactly like it. They didn't, right. you know. Um, so, I mean, that's like 36 right. minutes. Exactly. Um, final thoughts, final thoughts on the Rogue One? I'm definitely warming up to my initial mixed feelings on yeah. it. Um, I, I, what, what's good about it is I'm excited to see it again. Oh, one thing I did want to mention is I... I think I lean a little more towards The Force Awakens for liking it overall. And I think because it flowed better for me, like it was more adventures. And I liked that it didn't just look like kind of the older films and some of them. Like I was surprised at when they're in the Millennium Falcon, like the things he did with that felt a little bit new. Like I was felt like thrilled the first time they were like um, flying it and like fighting and stuff. In the Force Awakens, and I was not thinking. I just thought it would feel like the old film. And even yeah, like yeah. The, those kind of moments, I think, were handled well, and the characters I was more invested in. But I do feel like they played it safe, like you said. That I don't like what was happening in the background of those moments and stuff felt kind of flat. Like yeah. the planets, like we said, are not very exciting, and there's not much. But so I kind of feel the other way with Rogue One, where like the foreground stuff was not quite as well handled but the background stuff like i can't wait to go back and see like what's in the corner of that building like, yeah and that's what i love about the old films too they felt yeah. so lived in and real and i felt that more with rogue one yeah like there's i think that's gonna pay off more um more viewing yeah and i mean like your initial question like i am very excited about a whole variety of in like non-trilogy things but i mean like it's funny to say that because like the I mean, if you look at the, the original Star Wars films mm. and then you look, you watch Clone Wars, mm. like, Clone Wars is that, like, weekly episodic, like, trapped. Like, right. You know, You're playing off that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, and that little the exposition of the guy at the beginning of all the episodes of Clone mm. Wars, like, it's, sh- I think it was, I mean, it'd be super fun if it's episodic. Like, why don't we just uh-huh. have, like, whatever a Star Wars story? Like, I'm yeah. happy to see new stories I mean, in this world they could whenever do the adventures of obi-wan or something you know yeah like, yeah yeah of course of course going on different missions and yeah let yeah. me get some mandalorians with their black lightsaber thingies i mean get the get it all in there they maybe someday they'll do shadows of the empire yeah um i you know it's an interesting story the book is fairly horribly written but the story arc <laughs> is interesting the video game is fun 
Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I am super excited for them to see other stuff be- because of this, like, you like you phrase it, lived-in quality. Mm-hmm. That's you know, that's the difference between like when I was a kid, like the Star Trek and the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Like Star Trek was like everything is perfectly clean and stuff, and yeah. and there's a lot of logical problems with the way like <laughs> transporters and replicators, but mm-hmm. it's fine because we're not there's no conflict or anything, um, and you know and like they have phasers, but like you know just like like the weight of like like Han mm-hmm. Solo's blaster in his hand, yeah, you know like the dirtiness of things. It looked like mm-hmm. it was a, a a real world in which people like, existed, mm-hmm. um, and I said like I I, I get that like you much more from rogue one um than i do from the force awakens which is you know it's there's a lot of good stuff about it but it you know i feel like you're just like sitting down leaning back in your chair in the rogue one whereas like in force awakens you're kind of like you know yeah walking around on stuff by the way i just got the art of uh, art of rogue one book Uh uh-huh anyway so i can't wait to you love those books (laughs) Uh, my feelings for rogue one um, you mentioned the foreground versus background elements of both films. Um, I feel that Rogue One, although it was not, the dialogue was not as poignant. It was not as um, thorough. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we kind of already touched on that. It wasn't. We we didn't really need to know as much as as we thought or hoped. Maybe. Mm. Um, also, I kind of chalk up some of that, the writing or the, the subpar dialogue to, like, some of that wasn't written for us. Like, mm-hmm. it's as, maybe it was intentionally tacky, not tacky, but like, uh, you know, the, the hope is built on, or the rebellion is built on hope kind of lines. Like, yeah. That's not written for us adults. That's written for the, the 10-year-old boys, girls in the audience that are seeing this as a separate standalone film or mm-hmm. seeing it for yeah. the first time. And like, it doesn't necessarily need to be as developed, and maybe it. I mean, it was left at where it was because it's not, you know, a, a an adult drama action war movie. I mean, mm-hmm. all, although it kind of turned yeah. into a war film. Yeah. Um, whereas for the Force Awakens is. Continuing what we all know with uh, with its devices and with its sto- storyline and family line and all that and. Um, it has a, I mean, also great points, but um, I think both of them work separately. Yeah. yeah. I, I did remember too. You mentioned after the election, uh, <laughs> the scene in Lord of the Rings where they're gonna go get uh, is it Merry and Pippin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like rallying, and they're like, you know, we can't, we can't follow Frodo. You know, we can't worry about that, but we can do this thing. Yeah. And I remember uh, around that time, they were starting to show TV commercials for Rogue One, and it was kind of like Jin giving these speeches, which I'm not sure all that speech was in this film. Yeah. But I just remember, it was just like a 30-second thing, but I was just like, yeah, we're the rebellion. Like, it just kind of hit me all of a sudden yeah. in that moment. Like, yeah, this, this kind of carries some more, so... Um, I do like that bigger allegory for things happening in our world, whatever viewpoint you have. But like, yeah. um, I do, th- I do like that they went there. They didn't yeah. shy away from yeah. those things. Um, and just kind of like, uh, you water it down for audiences and stuff. Yeah. They, they made those, those comparisons. I mean, it definitely felt like 
they were directly making war connotations of what's happening in our real world yeah yeah cool again thanks for listening yeah this is uh, this is this is, this is extra textual 